With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 52. Welcome to the Lose the Cape Podcast, where we get real with busy moms and talk about how they survive their daily juggle. If you are a busy mom who believes in the idea of moms helping moms with tips, tools, and resources to survive, this is the podcast for you. Good morning, everyone. Today is actually the 24th of January, which is Tuesday, so I'm posting a little bit earlier. Well, I'm recording earlier. It will still post tomorrow on Wednesday. But I am getting ready to leave for the Boss Mom Retreat in California in just a few hours. And I am excited out of my mind. Half of the women, okay, maybe not half, I don't even know. But I'm getting to meet in person so many of the women who I have interviewed on this podcast. I finally get to meet my biz bestie, NJ Rongner, my other girl, Danielle Roberts, and so many people, including Dana Malstaff herself, who... You know, obviously we've Zoomed and Skyped and talked on the phone and all those things through the Boss Mom Academy, but I'm so glad to finally get to give her a hug in person. So today's episode is brought to you, is sponsored by the Boss Mom Academy. Um, Really, when I joined the Boss Mom Academy, this is when my business started kicking into high gear. I finally found my like true tribe of people who are in the same space, the same place as me. And um, Dana has just been invaluable with her coaching and her resources and the things that she helps each of us do to further our business. If you are interested in a coaching program with a wonderful business mentor, I highly recommend you check out the Boss Mom Academy. You can find the link to um, more information on it and how to get a fitting session with Dana on our website at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 52. And today I'm interviewing Esther Inman. She is a military spouse and a course creator and VA and all kinds of other fun stuff. And we just had a great time talking about the difficulties of being a military spouse, growing your own business, launching um, products and courses and all that stuff. And there's just a ton of useful information in this interview. So I hope you enjoy it. And I look forward to catching up with you next week after the Boss Mom Retreat. Have a great day. All right, Esther. So it's good to speak with you today on this Wednesday morning. How are you doing? Thank you. I am hanging in there. I am doing okay. I'm really happy to be here and honored to to be able to contribute and help out all the fellow moms out there and women trying to make it work so thankful to be here right so you are a marine corps spouse Mm -hmm. and we're going to dig into that because i think it's really important to talk about that and share that um share that information with people because i think people don't necessarily realize especially if they don't live in a military community Mm -hmm. um how difficult of a job that actually is (laughs) (laughs) probably not yeah during wartime especially um 
I was we were just chit chatting before we started recording and I didn't tell you everything but um my husband and I were both active duty when we got married and uh he was in the Marine Corps I was in the Air Force and we didn't have any children at the time but we had two cats and it still felt extremely overwhelming when um when one or the other of us was deployed so I can only imagine what it's like when you're raising children and trying to handle all of that <clears throat> Well, trying to create like any kind of family or any kind of life. And then I decided to add into it, creating a business on top of it. When your spouse's career is like, it it affects everybody's life. So it's really difficult to build something on that. So yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. (laughs) So how old are you? How many kids do you have and how old are they? So we just have one, Ben, and he is, he just turned six a couple of weeks ago. Okay, so I like to think that that's kind of the sweet spot of parenting. Oh gosh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really <laughs> great time. For anyone who isn't there yet, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, those are great years. They're not weird yet. Yeah, they're not weird <laughs> yet. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're weird, but it's like still cute. In it's a not sweet like, way. Yeah, it's that's like right. not, it doesn't make you uncomfortable weird. That's right. But they're, but they're independent, which makes mm-hmm. oh, life so much easier when you're not changing diapers and constantly yeah. getting snacks. And oh my gosh, I have one yeah. more to get into the six plus and then I feel like, the, and then we'll be, be hitting free. the tweens. Then we'll be hitting the tweens and teens. So I'm not sure I'll call myself free, but... <laughs> It's a different kind of stress. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so uh, you mentioned that you're building a business as well. So before we get into the whole uh, military spouse conversation, what is your business and what are you doing with that? So I do a lot of things. <laughs> but basically, you know, being a military wife means that I had tried to do I'm actually a credentialed teacher. That's what I went to school for. And I did teach for a couple of years. Um, then there weren't any jobs in California. So I did the corporate America route for a while and I liked my jobs. They were all great. Um, they paid okay. Um, but the commute was an hour each way. And when you have a husband who is gone a lot, um, pretty much you're a single parent and you have a small child who is still in diapers, still needs to go. He's not in school. We got to pay for daycare. Um, it was, it was horrible. (laughs) So I had to figure out, okay, I can't do this anymore. So I started my own business as a home-based virtual assistant, which means that I support small business owners, kind of like their executive assistant, their business man, an office manager, but I just do it all from home. And so I started doing that. And then I quickly, because I was a teacher and because I had experience in the corporate world of creating products and programs, I moved into creating online courses for clients. So that's what I do now. And then I just kind of wanted to pass it on. So I also run a virtual assistant training program that I target mostly for military wives and moms just to let them know like, hey, there is a legitimate home-based career option that's not selling wraps or shakes. Now, there's anything wrong with that, but that that sometimes is the only home-based option people think is out there. Um, it's very legit. You get paid really well by the hour. You can work from anywhere. You, if your husband gets deployed and you got to go stay with family, which has happened to me, you don't have to quit your career. You can have this career. So I create courses for clients and then I also run a virtual assistant training program and an agency to try to help them find clients. So I do a lot of things. Uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah. now how did you get, I mean, you mentioned that it was because of your background in 
corporate and teaching, but oh, what exactly did, were you having clients coming to you for virtual administration jobs that that wanted courses, and you just decided, you know what, this is something I enjoy doing, so I'm going to start doing that full time, or how how did the course creation so, come about? Yeah, so every virtual assistant kind of goes through this journey, and it's stuff that I speak to when I do, you know, either free trainings or in my program. But if you kind of go through the journey of starting to do it all for um, a business owner, like you run everything for them behind the scenes, and then you kind of start to find a sweet spot. You start to find like, wow, I actually really enjoy fill in the blank. It could be anything. Mm -hmm. For me, the client that I was working with primarily, she um, she created courses and programs for clients like an agency. She had multiple team members. And I kind of quickly moved from being the one who just was running things behind the scenes, you know, just basic admin stuff. And I moved into being the one who was creating the courses for her um, and for her clients. And so once she kind of moved on and decided to just work with one client um, 100% and didn't, you know, she dropped us as a team. But right. then also by then I had picked up other clients and I was just doing course creation for them, um, you know, kind of like a ghostwriter, really. They produce right. it under their own name and everything. And right. that's what I my income grew, I was able to charge more because I was really specialized. So that's kind of how I made that transition. And I think every VA will make that transition. They're like, okay, I'm just going to do general stuff. And now I really like blogging. Now I'm getting really good at Instagram, like whatever their kind of specialty is. And then they're able to grow from there. Absolutely. Well, I I'm just really curious about this. Um, so I, I hadn't intended on asking you a ton of questions about it, but I also, uh, am a specialized virtual assistant. Um, on my other job, I help. Uh -huh. Well, I'm kind of like you. I had a, a very, very wide scope at the beginning, but I like to help authors and do author coaching and um, marketing for people launching their books and all that good stuff. But um, I am curious about uh, how you, because obviously if people come to you, they're going to come with with a course that could be something you've never even like thought about, like, you know, mm -hmm. a course on planting tomatoes in your backyard mm -hmm. or something. So do they provide you materials or do you go out and do all the research to ghostwrite it for them? Or how does that all play out? Yeah, you know, it's funny. People have asked me that a lot the, just the last week and normally <laughs> nobody had been asking. Um, so how I do it is it's really unique because it's such a specific skill set. But I've been writing a very long time. Number one, I've always kept a blog. I have probably multiple books hidden around this house that I've just, I've just been a writer. I didn't even really ever call myself a writer until probably the last six months. I didn't even realize that that was what I was doing in my business. I was like, I guess I'm a, I'm a writer. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm owning that title um, on top of the fact that I was a teacher and so I designed curriculum. And the best way you can think about it, I've even worked at schools where there was no curriculum. Like I literally had to create it myself. Oh my and so the best way to describe it is they're giving me the learning goals. Like here's what we want to accomplish. And then I had to go and do all the research, make the um, items to go along with it, and then freaking teach it to meet <laughs> that learning goal, right? It's kind of right. the same thing with creating a course. It's the exact same thing. So it's just this really unique mix of my skill sets. I also worked in product management and um, software training. So I had to go out and do tons of market research, figure out what the customers want, put it all together, manage the process. So it's a unique mix of my skills. But in the day-to-day, -day, like how I actually go and do that is usually I work with clients to pull from them, like what are the things that their audience wants to learn? I can even do that part of my own, but I, it, it, usually they have it in their head, everything that they want. Right. I do like a two-hour session with them, 
I pull it out, out of their head, I make an organized curriculum plan. And then sometimes they have resources they, they want me to pull from. Like, hey, I did this one, you know, free book, let's turn it into a course, or, you know, or and I can pull from there, or I just do good old fashioned research and do good old fashioned writing and get it done. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so then um, how many clients are you able to work with on a regular basis doing these courses? Is it, is it time consuming enough that you like can you stick with one person and then schedule out other people? Are you able to handle multiple clients at a time? I'm in a really unique spot right now. Um, I first started out just with a few clients and I would kind of schedule them out. Mm -hmm. And I, there's no problem with that. It's just, I felt like I was having a cap on my income. Right. And so I'm moving into a different phase now where I'm accepting everybody that I want to work with uh -huh. and I'm, I'm building out a team. I kind of already had people that helped me during different times, but I'm building out a team, people who can support me with the writing, people who can support with, if the client needs branding, I have somebody who can help them with branding of the program. Um, I have a tech person who helps, you know, upload everything to their site. So I'm building out more of a team so that I don't have to say no to everybody. Um, and that I'm also not, you know, here's the problem with a lot of entrepreneurs I work with. Even if I schedule them like three months in advance, they get distracted. They lose interest. They don't want to do it anymore. And so the risk of trying to kind of schedule people out is also a problem because now, you know, Oh, sorry, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, now I'm screwed because I <laughs> made space for them in my calendar. I didn't take on other work. And so that's the, those are kind of, so I'm in this interesting time of transitioning. I'm accepting everybody and I just outsource what I need to outsource. Awesome. Well, that leads me to another question then. Where do you find the people that you're working with to outsource? Um, so since I run the virtual assistant training program, I have tons of people at my fingertips. Uh -huh. Um, so, but I don't really have a ton of what I would consider to be strong writers. So for that, I get, I usually do referrals. I've been asking a couple of friends who also create programs and um, that could find me some writers that are a little bit cheaper so that I, at least I'm still making a profit because right. I can't pay them what I'm making. Otherwise I'm, you know, right. not, <laughs> there's no point. <laughs> yeah, there's no point. Um, or I, I really like, I don't want to outsource everything that I do. I don't because that's why I started my business was because I enjoy the writing. I enjoy putting the course together. Exactly. So I'm picking the stuff to outsource like, um, the branding, right? I have a girl who does that. I'm picking a VA who kind of knows, who doesn't kind of knows how to do WordPress and knows how to upload stuff onto whatever platform the client wants. So they can do that part. That's the part I don't want to do, but I like doing the writing. So I want to keep doing that. So that's, I try to make sure that I have time for it. And if I don't, then I do have some writers that can help me out. Well, that's cool. So then do you bring them on, um, as subcontractors or do you just prefer, how does that exactly play out? I'm, I'm just so curious about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I bring them on as subcontractors underneath me. I include everybody in my proposal, in my estimate, everything. And I manage it all myself. So that's awesome. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. That's a big feat. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is it? See, this is why I wanted to do this because most days I feel like I'm like, I'm a failure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. And this is the direction that I'm actually moving towards in my business as well. It's funny that we are having this conversation. That's because, cool. Yeah. My husband and I actually had this exact conversation last night and I've, I've been using two VAs, um, to do to to help me manage a bunch of different stuff 
for a long time, but now I'm getting to the point where I want to do what you're doing. I'm getting enough referrals for work that I want to be able to have a team that that is basically, you know, I can task out different things and I know that they're going to have time and I know that they're going to take them and that we've already ironed out all the kinks instead of trying to find somebody every time. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really interesting um, to me, obviously, because I'm in that, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting to your point very rapidly and, um, and I just, yeah. I, I want to know how to, how to move forward. But... One more thing I would say for that is it become, because my client basis has grown, it grows, in, it goes in waves. I'll have months where it's really slow and I only have one or two and then I'll have a couple months where it's like all the entrepreneurs want to, usually it's right around now. Yes. They all want to launch for the beginning yes. of the year and it's, <laughs> Frickin' crazy. Um, so, so one of the things that I'm hiring um, is I have a, a very dear friend of mine that I've worked with clients before, and she's a project manager. So that was another thing I realized was that I don't like doing that. I don't want to be the one who's making sure everybody's getting their stuff done, that they're getting it to the client or they're getting it to me. That blah, blah, it was too much, and it was getting lost, and I'm not having time to write, right. which is what I, which is the reason they hired me in the first place. Exactly. So that was one hire that I've already talked to her and. Once I get one more client, it'll be too much for me. And she's, I'm going to include her in my proposal. She's going to be part of the team. And she's going to start to run and manage the projects just to make sure that things are getting to the printers on time and all that other stuff. So that's an important part of, I think, um, just knowing where you want to be spending your time and making sure that you're not getting yourself out of your own business that you created in the first place. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So... Now we all know what you do and where you're going with your business. Let's get back to uh, the military spouse thing because yeah. now it sounds like you are, I mean, you have a legit full-time <laughs> business going here a yeah. and a son and a husband who's often gone. So let's talk about like what the challenging aspects of being a Marine Corps wife. <sighs> It's so hard to explain, you know, to like people who aren't in it. And I will just preface this with saying, I grew up in a military town. I'm from San Diego, California. I never wanted to marry a Marine. I <laughs> thought all the military guys were super annoying because we'd go out to the bars and they would just be hating on all the girls and being acting like idiots with each other, like a bunch of frat boys. And ugh, like seriously, if we walked into a bar and saw that they're Marines, we'd be like, oh, let's go somewhere else. <laughs> So that I was never like a military, big military person. So I didn't know anything about this life. I didn't know anything about the military. I actually was like super democratic for a long time and super like anti-war and anti-military, no guns, like so super <laughs> different. So just like preface that you might be on where I was at that level listening to this and um, trust me, I get it. So I, mar I ended up marrying a Marine. And I think the biggest thing that I didn't realize was that you're pretty much a single parent. There's two big, big issues here that I have. One is you're pretty much a single parent because they deploy every other year and for a long time. And like the deployment, probably the major deployment my husband took that I can remember since we've been together, we had 30 days notice that he was going to be leaving for eight months. So you never know when it's going to happen. Sometimes you have more notice. Sometimes you don't. Right. Um, also, it could be one day just all of a sudden like, oh, I'm going to be gone for a month. We're going to a training. We're going to go out in the field. And you don't talk. Like you can't talk to them. You don't communication. So that's like the biggest thing I think that's the reason why I had to create such a flexible business because I'm very busy, but I'm flexible so that if my kid's sick, I can't fuss about taking a day off work and how many days off work do I get? No, I have to just be able to go get my kid. 
So that's the biggest thing that I think is hard is that you're pretty much a single parent. The other thing is that your spouses, when they're not being a single parent, like when you're not a single parent and they are around, they have a lot of baggage. Mm -hmm. Like they have PTSD or they have, they're used to working in a certain way. And so then they come home and they're like, oh, I have to like, be a family man now and be present and like help you with the dishes. And I like, it, it's just super duper weird. It's like two different worlds that they have to struggle to be in straddle both of them. And they're just totally opposite of each other. So it makes family life really, really difficult. It, your husband's career is the focus of everything yeah. and you kind of get almost forgotten. You have to really push um, to have your own interests, have your own passions, be able to pursue your own stuff because you, otherwise, you're just like, I, I equate it to blowing in the wind with whatever the Marine Corps decides to send your husband, decides to send your family, decides, you have to just go with it. And the risk of that is um, getting lost. And it's, it, it's very difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree 100%. Um, and, and that's something that uh, it was interesting to watch as a as an active duty member myself, watching other other uh, people and their spouses, and also as a Marine Corps wife, um, seeing the people who had not grown up in a military environment or anything be thrown into that, and then having to figure out how to manage because all of a sudden you're a long way from home and your spouse deploys and now you're a long way from home and by yourself. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's really tough. Um, it's so funny because my dad was, uh, when I was a small child, he was Air Force, and then when I when I was about five or six, he went into the Army. So I was raised um, in a military environment and on on or near Army bases, and um, I'm I was totally with you. I had no interest in a military man. There was no way I was gonna marry somebody. <laughs> and then I met uh, I met Jeff, and you know things just happened. But. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's especially during wartime um is I think it's even more challenging because you guys are still in tune with the fact that we, you know, do have engagements going on and do have people in yep. a, in a dangerous environment whereas for the rest of us that aren't aren't dealing with that on a regular basis like t- it, it's like it's not even happening anymore. They don't even know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody even knows. And it's almost irritating to hear people talk about certain political things. And when you're in the military community and you just know so much yeah. more, some of right. it you can't even talk about. Right. But the stuff you can talk about is like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. <laughs> you have no idea what's really going on. So it, it's, it can be frustrating. But I, I guess that like that kind of stuff doesn't really impact me as much it's more just trying to survive Mm -hmm. like trying to survive the day-to-day and then on top of it being like you know what just surviving is not good enough for me and not good enough for my family how can we really thrive like how can we which is why I started my own business Uh because it was like me just trying to commute an hour to work do it all be stressed out hate this never like I can't do this I'm surviving but I'm not I'm not happy right so what can I do to make our lives better (laughs) I guess well that is such a fantastic segue because the whole point of this podcast is to provide um 
interviews that provide that kind of help and support to people, giving them tips and tools on, on reducing the stress of their lives if possible. Um, so what are some of the biggest struggles in your daily juggle and what are some of your best ways to manage that, to make it easier or, or have you not found a way to manage it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've had to find a way. Um, I will, I'm very open and honest about it. So I'll be open that I battle depression and anxiety. And I have since I was an adolescent. Um, I've been on and off medication. I've been to therapy. And it's not like therapy, it's not depression. I'm not like bipolar. It's not right. like a depression where um, it's like manic or anything like that. It just kind of comes and goes depending on my stress levels. And being a military wife and then deciding to be an entrepreneur and a mom, <laughs> that makes your stress levels kind of go crazy. Right. So a lot of times those things get triggered. So between all of that, I have had to find a way to manage stress. And some days I'm better at it than other days. But for the most part, I kind of have what I call a toolkit. And I know the tools in there that I can use. And sometimes I, I just have to remember <laughs> where my toolkit is and what right. the tools are. So I can speak to some of what those tools are um, that I've used. And I think I, whenever I share them with others, I find that they're, it's very helpful. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm sharing it in a way that everyone who's listening understands, like, I'm not perfect. <laughs> There's a reason why I know these tools, because it's so hard for me. Oh, trust me, um, we are. <laughs> we are all in line with that thinking. Okay. <laughs> so... Um, when my husband's gone or when he's going to be gone a lot and when the finances allow us to, one of the things that I have found to be very helpful is hiring help. Mm -hmm. So hiring someone to help with the housework, the laundry, and um, even babysitting outside of school time or work. Because I work during school time and preschool time. So to mm -hmm. me, that's not really getting a break. And nor do I want a babysitter just so I can go to the doctor. But I'm starting to learn to give myself permission that it's okay to ask for help to watch your kiddo just so you can take a nap or so you can watch a movie you like to watch or you can go hang out with girlfriends. Do something that's going to fill up your soul and refresh you. And that's just as, as important. So not everybody can do all of that all the time. But I find that when we make it work in our budget and that we're able to it's not as expensive as you think it's going to be. Right. Um, it alleviates so much stress. When you walk around your house and it's clean, <laughs> you are just able to like function better. It Agreed. relieves anxiety. <laughs> yeah. For both of us, my husband too, it affects him too. Yep. So um, that is probably my biggest thing is just asking for help and being um, aware that you can ask for help has been I had one girlfriend who came over and just helped me organize my house just so it would be less stressful. She just did it because she knew I needed the help that's and that I was awesome. it was affecting my moods. So that's what I mean. Like, you don't know where it could come from. It doesn't have to be that you pay for a housekeeper. Um, just being open, like, hey, I'm really struggling. <laughs> who can help me? Right. And watching kind of what happens. Yeah, that, um, that's, um, that's such a good point. And even I would even say that even for women whose husbands travel a lot um, mm -hmm. in general or just like my husband, he has crazy hours some days because of the position that he works in. So some days it feels like he may as well be deployed. But, you know, just <laughs> taking that time and scraping together the money, whether it's you decide you're not going to um, – do mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z so that you can have, I tell you what, um, as soon as I get my business to a position where I feel like I, um, can definitely have the luxury, I am totally hiring a housekeeper because 
<laughs> it's just it's it's too it's it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. And I I would say too, like it's gone in phases for me. So there was about three months where I was making really great money. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to afford the help. And then um, it dropped down for the summer. I also did a bunch of traveling for the summer, which was great. Um, and so we don't have her right now at the moment. Right. And once things kick up again, we'll probably hire her on. So like it can go in waves as well. Mm -hmm. And giving yourself permission that, oh, we're going into a really stressful time. Things are going to be crazy. Or I feel overwhelmed right now. That is a great way to alleviate some of that right off the bat. Absolutely. Um Okay, so you, other than hiring a housekeeper, do you yeah. have other tools? Oh, that... girl, I got more. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Go for it. Um, the other things that I have learned, like I said, basically, like, what's going to be in your toolkit is I, attend, I go to therapy, mm -hmm. I go to counseling, and I think that I'm a huge advocate for it. Mm -hmm. If you're going through a stressful time, if you feel overwhelmed all the time, if you're feeling stressed all the time, there is such great resources out there. I only pay, um, it was $25, it just went up to $30, and I only go every other week right now because money is tight. And so I make a way to have that, and it has helped me immensely. So there's very affordable options. I'm a huge advocate for it, especially for people like me if you battle depression or anxiety, but even otherwise. Well, and um, I think a lot of people don't realize, but um, they should check into it for sure. Most um, health uh, coverages have a, an allotted amount of sessions. Yeah, per yeah, person. and it's a lot. It's like 10 to 12 a year yeah, or something. exactly. And um, we just discovered this a couple years ago, actually, and I took full advantage of that. Um, because you're, you're right. And it's so nice. Oh my gosh. It's so freeing to just go mm -hmm. release all the things that you would never say to people <laughs> yep. or, and, you know, and just to get somebody an outside perspective and yeah, I, I'm with you. Yeah. That's a, that's a good thing to do, especially if you and I like talking about it. <laughs> yeah. But people don't talk about it or it's kind of looked down upon or it's like, Oh, you know, you must be really crazy to go. And <laughs> I just cannot like advocate it enough. It has changed our family's life. It's changed my life. Yes. Um, it's helped us so much. So I really advocate it. Um, and then along with that, like it's all encompassing. So also I find that exercising as annoying as that is exercising really helps me, but I hurt my back. I used to be really into fitness yeah. and I hurt my back and I had to find a different way. So I swim and I also use the weight machines and that's how I get it done. Like, I love to swim and it's super refreshing. I like yoga. So finding something that you enjoy to do for 20 to 30 minutes per day will help you. With, it literally helps release endorphins and stress relief. Agreed. <laughs> so that's a huge one. But you have to find something you enjoy. Um, and I think that I think so often we think that it's going on the treadmill and trying to figure out the weights. And oh, my gosh, that's so not true. There's so many great options out there that you can do that's really fun, that makes it fun so that it's a half an hour that you're having fun and you're getting stress relief and releasing endorphins in your body. Like it's all around really helpful. Yeah, I agree. And then the last two that I have is um, meal prep support. Oh, yes. This is a huge one. <laughs> so he, I'm going to share my huge, my biggest secret to managing your household's um, food. This is like, this is what I did and I had a VA help me went, but otherwise you can totally do it yourself. So you make a list of everything that your family eats for breakfast, lunch, and snacks. And you just kind of put it on repeat. 
So like, okay, here's basically we're having different sandwich options, a couple breakfast options, maybe some cereals and like maybe eggs and toast or bagels, whatever that is. You, and then the snacks. I do fruits and vegetables and then I think I have like popcorn and like maybe crackers or something <laughs> for my kiddo. Okay, we have a standard list. I put that into Amazon Prime so it just gets delivered every week and I don't even have to worry about it. Wait, And then, Okay, so yes. now, but you guys get fresh out there, don't you? Um, Amazon Fresh? Maybe, Cause, maybe. Because you can have um, all groceries delivered to you, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So that's not available everywhere because someone else told me about this in a in an interview and I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's so awesome. I have to do that." And I went to Amazon and they're like, "Yeah, that's not available in your region of the country." But some grocery stores, so a lot of grocery stores are, do it yes. now too. And Walmart just started doing it in our area, so I'll bet that's something they're doing nationwide. And I know yes. that um Publix, which is I think a southern yep. chain, they they do uh, they're starting to do it at some of their stores so yeah 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 you know it's, uh, a lot of people are getting on this grocery delivery thing and it makes so much sense i mean think about it i i would rather like make my kids some kind of weird concoction of dry products that we have or canned good products that we have stored around the house then take the three of them with me to the grocery store if we're running low on food because it's such a nightmare situation <laughs> yeah and yeah and then the the time factor of going mm -hmm. shopping so to be able to just click it all in there and then like you said you you wrote a list that's awesome have a system i did not know that you could create a standing list uh that's very good I think you can. I don't. I had my virtual assistant do it for oh. me <laughs> because, because I had to think about it in money. So for me, it was going to be two hours to, to plan out what we're going to eat for the week, uh -huh. to and then go to the grocery store and then come back and unload it all. So that's two to three hours yep. right there. Yep, exactly. And so for me, what I charge clients is seventy-five to one hundred per hour. So I can have my VA. I already made the list. It's a standing list. She knows how to do it. All she does in Amazon is click a button. I, I think I paid her a dollar for that, you know, yeah. and then it shows up on my doorstep. They were not more expensive than going to the store. They were the same price, a lot of times cheaper because Amazon gets good deals right. and they do like buy five, get percent off right, or whatever. Right. So it had saved me money. It like literally saved me money to have my groceries <laughs> delivered. So I think that I'm a huge advocate of it. Even if you had to hire someone to go and get them for you at $10 an hour and it took them two hours. Yeah. You know, yeah. when you're a business in your business, like, wow, it was cheaper for me to have them do it than for me to go do it myself. That's, yeah, that's such a good idea. Um, I, uh, well, I started actually using a meal planning program. I still have to go to the grocery store and get all of my stuff every week. But um, the meal planning thing in general was just so overwhelming for me. But I've been doing it now for three weeks. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. Sundays suck when I'm standing in the kitchen cooking for two to three hours, but mm -hmm. the weeks have been amazing. I already have a fridge full of pre-made or close enough to pre-made meals, and mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not standing there at five o'clock anymore going, crap, I didn't defrost anything. What are we going right. to have for dinner tonight? Right. And, and it just, it relieves so much stress and so much time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, really, what else was I doing on Sunday afternoons anyway, sitting around watching football or 
you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, so, totally. So now I just take my computer into the kitchen and turn on whatever I'm binging on Netflix. And mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. And that works too. I found that for that I do. So I do the grocery delivery for pretty much everything except for, for dinner. And then for dinner, um, a resource that I really love and you can, you guys can check if it's in your area is called dream dinners. Oh yeah. And dream dinners is fantastic. You go once a month or you don't even have to go at all. (laughs) And they basically, you pick out the meals you want to prep and you just go there and everything's ready for you. It's all ready to prep. They even have the plastic bags. They have an apron. They have all of the ingredients. They're healthy. It's all fresh. And you kind of put together all your freezer meals and they're tasty. It's not like all crock pot or like all chicken. Like you get to choose all different things. And then you leave with like however many dinners you want per week. And again, it has saved me money and time. You can even pay them a little bit extra. Just it's like $10 more or something. And then you can just go pick them all up and they're all pre done. So you don't even have to go in and spend the time prepping those. That's been a really helpful resource to me. It also they have great entry level um, pricing. It's like $80 for 12 meals and the meals feed, you know, three to six people depending on your family size. And then they also they do um, free prep. So they'll prep all the meals for you without the fee a free prep for deployed if your family's if oh, your husband's nice. deployed or if you're expecting a new baby. So nice. I have I'm a huge advocate for dream dinners. They have great incentives. It's like, you know, come so many times you get a free meal. Like they they're awesome. So I love dream dinners and I I will take breaks sometimes because I'm like, oh, I can save more money on, you know, groceries right now when I don't have a lot of clients or if we're going to come, you know, go in a lower income time period. Okay, then I'll scour the ads and I'll make my meal plan and I'll really get our grocery bill to the lowest amount. But on average, it's about the same price for the meal prep and the grocery delivery than what I would be spending normally. And so to me, that's worth it. So let me ask you, with your Amazon food orders, do you have to buy – do you have to buy the like fresh fruits in bulk or can you get like a normal? No. So you can... Yeah. You just get normal amount. And actually I heard that some people can work for Amazon and they go and do the grocery shopping for Amazon and package it in Amazon bags and then like deliver it. Like they hire people in the areas to do that job. Wow. So if you're looking for a job right. <laughs> doing something kind of chill, uh, you can go and do the groceries for people. Huh. Yeah. So I, like someone told me they see them at my local stores picking up the groceries. So yeah, no, I've ordered one onion before and it comes. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. Yeah, it is cool. <sighs> All right. Well, was that the the end of your list of tools or? Okay. So my last tool would be, um, I have quiet time every morning. I do not start my job until 10 a.m. And so after my son gets dropped off at school at 8, I have between about, oh, I would say 8.30 and 10 a.m. And I have made that my time. This is out of my therapist's recommendation. It's changed my life. (laughs) Um, My time, I can do whatever I want in that time. But um, it is so refreshing. What I usually choose to do is um, drink my coffee and I have journal time. I'll read something spiritual and devotional or something encouraging. I'll do, I'll draw or I'll color. I'll listen to my favorite music. Like just totally, it's my hour and a half of something that is going to fill me up. And that has helped me so, so much. The days I don't do it, I notice a huge difference. I'll meditate sometimes. Like it really depends on what you want to do, but you want to 
pick things that are soul filling and going to make you feel really good and give you energy and fill you up for the rest of the day. That's a really good idea. But I'm curious, like how you are able, because then how much time do you actually have to work in your business then? So I just block um, that nobody can schedule meetings with me until like 10, 15. Uh And I wasn't really getting to my desk until 10 anyway, because I'm not a morning person. So I was just like like laying in bed or like not wanting to work and like just dicking around really. (laughs) (laughs) And so I made a rule that I had to be at my desk by 10 a.m. That was the first step that I did. And then the second step was that I was like, you know what? I'm going to have a reason to get up. Something exciting that I don't want to lose my time. I don't want to lose my special time. So I'm not going to go back to bed after I drop off my son. Um, And then I work from 10 and then... I pick up my kiddo, but he's more self-sufficient now. So in the afternoons, he doesn't need me to watch him or anything. I, so I work. And then a lot of times I'll take a break in the evenings while we do family time and have dinner. And then my husband kind of watches TV next to me later and I'm on my computer again in the evening. So I, I figure it out. Um, it's my own hours yeah. and how I want to spend yeah. my time. So I do it how I want. And I would rather work. I've worked some nights up until midnight, but I'm, I still, I don't have to get up until seven. Yeah. So it works out for me. Yeah, I see. I'm in that stage where I don't know which one is bet is better to do, and this is probably the struggle for all work at home moms, um, because I, by the time the evening rolls around, like I can do it. I've worked in the evenings before, and once I motivate myself to get up and into my and up to my computer, I'm fine, and I could work until twelve one o'clock easily. It's that. I don't want to go get at my computer past, well, really past five o'clock. You know, we do dinner, family, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So I've been getting up at 4.40 <laughs> so, that, so that I have time to work a bit before I go exercise and then get the kids ready and drop them at school right. and all that stuff. Um, but I, it's It's just tough, that didn't work for a, me. It didn't work for me. And so I'd rather take my laptop into bed and put on a TV show and do some of the menial crap yeah. in my job that's not super brain intense in the evening yeah. than um, getting up super early. I tried getting up super early. It just didn't work. And so it's like, I'm not going to keep trying to like beat a dead horse. I'm just going to learn that about myself and be yeah. done with it. <laughs> well, that, yeah. I guess you just have to figure out what uh, makes you most productive. See, Exactly. Um, and your husband's gone a lot. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, my thing is my, my husband, he wants us to spend quality time together in the evenings, even if we're just watching a, totally. a show together. So that's a, that's another yeah. thing is that now when he's out of town, I, re- I reverse my schedule. I work late into the night and sleep in until my kids have to get up. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I know that's mm-hmm. my preference. It just doesn't work with him around. <laughs> Yeah, it's harder. It's harder with husbands around. I totally, I totally agree. But at the same time, it's like, I still put parameters on that. So if we're hanging out until eight or nine, well, hey, that's still an extra two hours until I got to go to bed. So then I can pull, I'm like, okay, we're going to hang out until eight or nine. And I'm pulling my laptop out. And now we can hang out and I'm going to be on my laptop. Very good point. Okay, so, uh, wow, we have just been chattering along. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we already kind of talked about me time, really, since you you do that morning mm-hmm. thing, which I really like. I'm going to try and figure out if I can do that, because um, that's one of the things I will say that, excuse me, my mouth just got really dry, <laughs> um, that I do kind of, 
really find myself like uh, questioning why I'm working so hard and all of that stuff is because I I just go 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 from 4:40 in the morning nonstop totally. until I even have a um, a part time nanny who comes in and sits with the kids in the afternoons and gets them their snack and helps around the house a little mm-hmm. bit so that I can work until five because um, mm-hmm. you know that's just what I need to do to get it all done and totally. and I'm like why am I doing this? I'm so exhausted. I just need some time for myself. So maybe if I could figure out a better schedule so that I could just have even just an hour after I drop the kids yeah, off of just quiet time to myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. It makes a huge difference. And like filling it up with things that you love to do, that was the best recommendation. I got it from a friend, a very wise friend, and then my counselor said the same thing. It was like, make it super yeah. fun. Make it something that is like non-negotiable. And I think too, like my family, uh, my kids are a little older, like I said, but even when they're home, they really respect it. Like if I tell my son I'm having my quiet time, he's like, oh, okay, I'll be back a little bit later. That's cute. So they really know that mommy needs that. And um, I would say the same thing in the afternoons. I also take a nap and that really helps too. I take an hour in a nap in the afternoon and I don't, I usually sleep, but even if I don't sleep, I just lay in bed in the dark with a cold pack and (laughs) (laughs) I, and that helps refresh for the evenings too, because like I said, I work until late a lot of the times or stay up late so I can have family time. So between those two me times, I find that that's how, that's the only way I get through the day. And I have to stop comparing myself to other people who are able to get up at 4am and able to go all day. I can't, and I'm not going to be able to unless I have those things. And so I make them as non-negotiable as I can. Yeah. You got to do what works for you at the end of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Well, we uh, had a, a really good conversation, and I appreciate you taking time out of your day for it. So yeah. where can people find you, especially, like, if there's anyone who's been listening who does VA work and wants to um, maybe work with you or for you, or um, where can they all find you? Yeah, so if you are a current virtual assistant or you would like to be one, you're like, I know that I could do that and I would love to even just be able to work like five hours a week and earn extra money for my family but I have no idea how to get started or if you're an established VA and you're just looking for extra training or job postings that is one of the things that I offer you can go to virtualassistantinternship.com and then we have a Facebook group where I post jobs all the time and that's facebook.com slash group slash virtual assistant internship. (laughs) Um, So pretty easy to find us there. And then I also have a free book actually that people can grab from the website. It's um, how to work from home without selling anything. And it's the first chapter for free. And it explains all about what a virtual assistant is, how to get started, what kinds of things you need. So there's lots of resources that I give out um, that you could grab those. If you're looking for, you want to create courses, um, or you have an idea for a course, or you want someone to help, maybe you run a membership site and you want someone to help create the content that your members get every month or anything related to content that you need for your business, then I would love if you would visit me at estermariecreative.com or my Facebook page, facebook.com slash estermariecreative. And there's a little uh, book now, 15 minute consultation. Um, That's the best way for me to understand what people need and if I can help you or if we're a good match. Okay. Well, thank you uh, so much for everything today. It was a lot of fun talking to you. Thanks so much for listening to this interview. I just want to remind you to please head on over to our website, losethecape.com 
forward slash podcast forward slash 52 to catch all the information that we talked about, all the links and all the resources, including information for the Boss Mom Academy. And if you love our show, we hope that you will follow us on Stitcher or iTunes and absolutely leave us a review if you love us. Please don't leave one if you don't like us. Thank you so much. Lose the cape. Have a great day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.